So Paul's writing this famous letter, as all of the letters in the New Testament are to us now as Christians, because 2,000 years later they endure, they speak to us, not just about the history of it all, but in our day and time and to our current struggles. We believe that, that the Holy Spirit helps and enables us to have a, a great understanding of what God wants us to know in the here and now. But understand the history of it today because the context is essential and important. Paul is sitting in a prison cell in Rome, which is modern-day Italy, and he is writing a letter to a church in Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey. And it is a place where he has spent lots of time with lots of people there, founding them and helping them grow in their Christian faith, in their trust in Christ. Paul has had a long journey to where he ends up in Rome in prison from Jerusalem where he was taken under guard by Roman soldiers because of his citizenship and took a very long journey across the Mediterranean Sea to Rome where he is now awaiting to be tried perhaps and eventually we believe put to death because of the problems that he's caused for standing up for the faith. So Paul is writing this letter very much in mind with with militaristic and, well, soldier images in his mind. And he tells us a few things for, for us to begin thinking about what it means to wage the battles that we face. And the first of those that he encourages us in, and the church in Ephesus is in, in battled preparedness. He's not speaking of military terms, not of flesh and blood, of fighting but instead of a spiritual battle that all of us face within, that our world faces all around the globe, and that in the heavenly realms continues on for all of time. Paul is encouraging the church in Ephesus and us today in, in giving us this image of the armor of God being with us to fight the good fight of faith, as he told Timothy, writing to that young pastor encouraging him, in uh, 1 Timothy, Paul seems to be saying to all of us to suit up, get ready, because there is a battle that is on. Now, it's easy for us to think, what kind of battle is going on in the world? Well, it's going on in us, and it's going on all around us. Paul writes and encourages the Ephesians to ready for the, the struggles that come spiritually outside and within. Paul uh, writes from, and the Old Testament is this way as well, a very dualistic understanding of the world that in the flesh and blood and in the physical part of the world we can see all that is. But beyond that there is a world that is unseen. It's a spiritual realm, if you will, where the battle between good and bad, dark and evil, right and wrong, God and Satan go on constantly, all the time, across all of time. And we, as believers, are caught up in it. Not just believers of Christ, but all people have the struggles and need to be prepared for those. Paul also writes, to encourage the church and to encourage us about situational awareness, being aware of 
of what it is that we face in our own lives on a day-to-day basis. You've heard that term before, situational awareness, in military terms and, and, um, and in safety as well, to always size up the place that you are going to, to be aware of your surroundings, to see what it is that you're dealing with, to have your eyes open and your senses peaked, to have your attention focus that you can be aware of what it is that you are facing. In that understanding that Paul has of the, the, un, of the unseen, of the spiritual realm, uh, there is the, the dark side and the light side. Uh, there is a very difficult challenge that we have in, in our modern understanding of, of grasping this and accepting it, uh, if you will. There is, um, there is my phone ringing, and so I'm going to make sure that that is off. Sorry about that. Um, our situational awareness about the, the world that is going on around us in, in terms of the Spirit of God and uh, the, the Spirit of Satan is important for us to grasp. Easy for us to dismiss that today, in this day and age. In the scientific realm, we understand that there are reasons for for things happening deep within us, in a psychological sense, or in a scientific or medical medical, uh, reason, that back in biblical times was not the case. 2,000 years has evolved since then. And so sometimes we very easily can say, well, there's explanations other than, than the spiritual realm for the struggles that we face. And yet, there is a spiritual dimension that is at work in all of us in the human heart and in the world that cannot be denied. Uh, the Scottish theologian, William Barclay, uh, said that there's kind of three levels in which that happens and occurs. And as I mention these, I bet you will recognize or understand what it is that he's getting at and what Paul is presenting about situational awareness with the spiritual realm. And on the grandest level, William Barclay wrote that there's a cosmic battle that's raging on between the powers of evil and the powers uh, of good, between God and between Satan, between the angels and between the demons. And on the grandest level, we think of, in the world that we live in, perhaps dark historical figures that have wreaked great havoc on people and caused great destruction and great death of societies. We think about wars that go on and we think about oppressive regimes. We think about people that are out for, for the bad and the dark of death in the world rather than the good in the building up and encouraging um, and the shedding of light. And there is a manifestation of the spiritual realm that is played out in the human hearts of every people, uh, every person. And sadly, in the darkness of that, sometimes put into power are those that are more consumed and focused on the, the herd of hate than they are on the light of love. And so God, in each and every person, or God not in each and every person, has an effect upon all of us, upon the world, upon the nations, because of that. On the human level, down another notch, if you will, beyond that of the 
the spiritual realm of the universe. There's a general disharmony, William Barclay wrote, between God and man. There's an angst because we are meant to be in fellowship with God, but we're estranged from him instead. And the story of the Bible, which begins in a garden with with Adam and Eve being in the presence of God, and being cast out of that because of the brokenness, separation from God of sin, does not get rectified or cured until the very end when Christ triumphs over the spiritual realm as we read about in the book of Revelation. That brokenness is the reason that Jesus came into the world to bridge the divide between, between us that live in this world where, where darkness can reign and between the realm of God and the heavenly lights in heaven. Jesus came to bridge that with the cross and and overcame the death and the darkness of it through the empty tomb, but has not yet completed it all for us in his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now the last realm, thinking of the grandest level, spiritual realm, the human level, if you will, now on the personal level, William Barclay writes this, in every person there is a tension. Every man is a walking civil war inside, torn between the desire for good and the desire for evil. He hates his sin, and he loves his sin all at the same time. And he's speaking about the battle for the human heart that we all have experienced or felt. On the, the, on the human level, um, we see... God at work and the darkness at at work as well, inside it becomes very personal and very pointed. Some of the inner battles that we face, some of the the inner demons that we have to deal with can indeed become very dark and shape our lives and our world and the way in which we see them. The battle of discouragement for many people, to not be able to see beyond the the darkness of, of hopelessness and and death, to be able to overcome that discouragement. The dark nights of the soul, if you will, is what it means for us to be situationally aware of the Spirit of God within us. The battle of doubt, no doubt, does God exist? Does God care about me? It's easy for folks to fall into. Some face things such as depression or addiction, illnesses that really can can darken and overcome and be used to conquer and break the soul and spirit of them. Temptations that we face daily between the choices of right and wrong that are presented to us. Choices of actions and words that we'll speak. Do we think about those? Do we allow them to be permeated and come from our soul where we ideally allow the light of love to reign and where the Spirit of God is alive and well. Paul talks about battle preparedness and situational awareness, but also gets down at the end to the, the equipment readiness, if you will, suiting up the armor that we all have to wear. Now we think about equipment or uniforms that different people wear for different jobs, right? Yeah, maybe for a preacher on Sunday morning, it might be a suit, 
though you're not always going to catch me in one of those. For some days, like when we do communion, I'll wear my robe and my stole, which represents the towel that Jesus washed his disciples' feet with. But we think of more, more utility things that people wear to do specific jobs, um, such as a tool belt for someone that needs electrical equipment or screwdrivers or wrenches to do the job that they're set out to do. We think about, for instance, our first responders who wear equipment for protection for what battle it is that they face. For instance, I know we have a good number of firefighters in the church, retired. Um, there's turnout gear that they put on or they take with them in their vehicle to the place where a fire is burning. They can put it on and protect them from the heat and from the flames. It's armor, if you will, to uniform that helps them to do their job and be safe in doing it to overcome and face that battle uh, that is raging with the fire. Uh, we think about our first responders, our police officers, and they put on vests, Kevlar vests, protection for them from someone who may want to cause them harm, uh, a belt that has uh, things that they need in order to, to take care of uh, of lawbreakers and helping to provide peace and stability for difficult situations. Yeah, you know, this past Thursday was uh, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Um, tell you what, why don't, whoever has served in law enforcement before, stand up for just a minute. Drew, I know you're one that's currently, we have some retired ones, y'all stand up. Yeah, let's just thank them for the job that they do and have done. Appreciate that very much. Yeah, to be put in harm's way and to be faced with constant threats like that seems very real, doesn't it? It scares the rest of us to think about what it is that y'all face. And yet, on a spiritual realm, Paul is getting at that all of us have to face some threat and some challenge to us and to our heart and to the salvation of our soul. He presents this image of this armor for a military soldier, a Roman centurion, if you will. Keep in mind that as he is in this prison in Rome, he has guards standing there or sitting by the cell in which he is sitting or living in. And he's looking at them and sizing up their uniform, what it is that they're wearing, thinking about the, the task for each piece of that, and writing how he thinks it is that we have protection with Jesus Christ in our faith in similar ways. And so he talks about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the boots of readiness for the gospel of peace to put on the feet. He's looking at the soldier's leather boots that he would be wearing, the shield of faith he's thinking about, those marching soldiers that the book of Acts tells us went with him to protect him to Caesarea Maritima, to put him on the ship to go to Rome. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Throughout these next few weeks, we'll be looking at those one by one, talking about what those tools are, those pieces that God provides for us, for protection of our souls and for, for victory in our faith.
It's so easy for us to live a life that feels defeated, like we have no purpose in the world, it can make no difference, like, like we're just trying to survive day to day, but Jesus calls us to live a life that's quite victorious instead, one that says to us, rise up and to do great things in the world for my kingdom and for my sake, for the sake of my Father in heaven. How is it that we are called to suit up? We'll be looking at that specifically, piece by piece in the week to come, weeks to come. But today, we remember as I, I close, um, that it is the baptism of the Lord's Sunday, as you see in your bulletin. Beverly read that scripture passage from Matthew about Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist in the Jordan River there outside of Jerusalem. And Paul has this beautiful image that he writes about elsewhere in the New Testament of being baptized and putting on the, the cloak of the Lord's baptism, wearing that, wearing a new, a new suit, if you will, of purity and of life and of light. Not through what we've done or through our ability and skill, but through simply the grace of God that is poured out upon us at our baptism. And so today, as, as we prepare to leave and as we think about the weeks to come and start to look at the, the armor of God, think about, think about the closeness of Christ with you because of your baptism. Think about Him covering you and going with you from this place out into the world. It's His light and it's His grace that goes with you. And it is in pre preparation for the, the protection and the, the battle readiness that we will talk about in the weeks to come. So if you would bow your heads, we'll close in a moment of prayer. Father, thank you so very much for helping us to grasp a greater understanding of what it means to, to live a Christian faith out in the world. Lord, whatever battle or struggle all of us that are sitting here today are facing, give us hope. Help us to know that beyond it, there is a light of life and a victory. No matter how difficult it may seem or how, how close defeat may appear, Lord, let us never give up on you because you have given all and you've provided all that we need in your Son, Jesus Christ. Through his baptism, through his suffering, death, and resurrection, Lord, you have shown us that you are a God not just worthy to be praised, but powerful and overcoming of all things that could possibly come against us. Let us walk in confidence today of knowing that as we claim you, so you have claimed us. In Jesus' name, amen.